Today I am with Feroz Mehdi, uh, who is um, a researcher, uh, activist internationally, um, and works here in Montreal uh, with Alternatives and also is involved with Alternatives International, but recently uh, has been working on a campaign around human rights and civil liberties in India also touches on other topics related to the current political situation in the country. This initiative is called India Civil Watch, and uh, we are here to talk about that today. Um, hi. Hi. Hi, Stefan. Hey. So maybe just if we could just start, uh, you've been on this program before, but maybe um, why now? What's the urgency? What What are you working on with India Civil Watch? Uh, well, I mean... India, this is the first time after many, many years that we have a single-party majority government. Mm-hmm. I mean, recently people say that three or four members of parliaments have quit, so it's no more the single largest, but it is, so for the past four and a half years, yeah. it has been the single largest party and effectively ruling India, it's called the BJP. BJP is the political wing of a fascist organization called the Rashtra Swam Sevak Sangh, or the RSS which has a fascistic ideology whose no, who's really objective is to make India into a nationalist Hindu country. Uh, now, this project is what BJP politically has to follow. The only hurdle, if I can say for them, is the Indian constitution, which is a democratic and a secular constitution. Yeah. So every effort is being made to subvert the constitution, although with very, very precise tactics and strategies which they are adopting. Uh, for example, in the past four or five years since this party is in power, anybody or any institute who is critical yeah. of the prime minister is called anti-national. Okay. So the whole media campaign and the entire mainstream media, with probably exception of one or two, they are all, all, all sold out. I mean, it's 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 like they're crawling, not even not not even like they are not being asked. They are they are really uh, following the and propagating what the government does. So, if the government calls, let us say, some students as anti-national and accuses them with false accusations of saying slogans again, India, whatever, the media embarks on that. So, there's not a lot of critical analysis about government repression or state policy within the national media of India? Not at all. Not at all. And even the the parallel media or the other media, which is not as big, if they do make a critical analysis, then these multi-millionaires, the corporate sector, it files cases on them in millions and millions of dollars. Of course, to stifle their voices, to make them weak. Lawsuits? Lawsuits. Of millions of dollars, the state, the 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 corporate sector, because if they yeah because if they do a story critical of prime minister or some corruption in which a corporate sector is involved, Uh bang on, it's a it's a it's a lawsuit of in millions of dollars, and so many people shut up, many people keep quiet, others suffer. Even there are cases where a very senior TV anchor was told not to name the Prime Minister when he's criticizing the government's programs. And the the journalist, he resigned and he said, well, I mean, every scheme, people's scheme, Mm -hmm. is named after the Prime Minister. (laughs) His name obviously comes out. So anyways, 
and he has this this man who is in power i think he's not only a megalomaniac but he is also representing an ideology which is extremely dangerous uh, as i said with its root in the rss and uh, mm-hmm. i mean what what we are directly experiencing is that uh, there are pockets of vigilante groups all over the country yeah. who have got now some kind of a in, indirect protection from the police and the state machinery mm-hmm. so if the politicians the ministers say cow is a sacred animal anybody who kills we have to kill them i mean these such kind of belligerent statements come out from the top uh, ministers and what do the vigilante army does it goes and kills people on so the streets sort of like a paramilitary situation it is a, definitely a paramilitary like situation it is uh, under the uh, how can i say uh, protection of the state machinery these vigilante groups go out and they call uh, the, the journalists who try to report or the independent journalists they are constantly trolled threatened and quite openly and in 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 case of cow cow protection minorities especially muslims they are targeted i mean the whole trade has been affected because of this now in this in this light if you see that any voice which becomes important to in defense of people's human rights yeah. of the of the minorities mm-hmm. they have to be silenced as a result a few of them have been murdered and many of them are now in jail they are targeted on things like oh they they come up with terms they come up with very funny terms now they call them urban naxals uh, whosoever is a human right defender is an urban naxal so it's a reference to the uh, indigenous uh, and marxist naxalite movements that's correct that's correct because uh, those the uh, yeah in the northeast and the south and uh, since that group has been labeled as a terrorist group and an anti uh, anti anti india group so they associate all these human right defenders with them throw very uh, very false charges on them what happens in these things you know what happens is they the state will not be able to prove anything but they will achieve one thing they will put them in jail for 10 12 15 years under trials because they have been arrested under laws which is national uapa you know uh, it's it's a law to prevention of uh, uh, terrorism act kind of a thing so i mean there there's no appeals in that you cannot be out on that they can put you without uh, sure. anything yeah as long as they want so just to break break them down so even after 15 years if nothing is proved which yeah. will be which will of course happen nothing will be proved but 15 years gone sure you know so so it seems that there there's like this parallel in terms of okay so internationally right now there's obviously like very mainstream discussions going on about the emergence of the indian economy and the gdp etc uh you know that that's not just under the bjp but also under congress uh with india shining etc this campaign uh that sort of i guess launched the bjp into office um but i guess my question for you is 
Can you share with us your thoughts about the parallel between this economic quote unquote boom that has enforced a lot of like class divisions and marginalization and poverty with this campaigns of repression that 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 you've been addressing through India Civil Watch the organization that you're sort of coordinating with what what's the link between these processes i mean i'm sure there's many but maybe if you could share your thoughts on that well i mean talking about the gdp growth uh, let's be very clear about it we are talking about uh, uh, what they call the uh, uh, jobless growth i mean uh, unemployment if you if you if you read or listen to the analysts of econ- economics of india today it's the highest unemployment growth in india today amongst the youth hmm. ever hmm. so i mean whose property is booming whose bank accounts are growing i mean look at you talk about inequality you know billionaires in term in terms of dollars number of billionaires in india are more than all europe put together and the highest number of people living under poverty level in the world is in india so i mean that is what economic inequalities are so the boom is of course there for the middle class for the richer middle class and the inequality is growing so much i mean there are hundreds and thousands of farmers have committed suicides because of their debts in the past few years uh since about 3 months now uh every now and then there is a huge strike by the peasants and the farmers in yeah. india yeah. the students are on strike now and then and the issues they're addressing are a lot about economic inequality and state policy and state policy economic inequality inequality and also the promises which the governments have made okay. of of giving you the correct price for your agricultural produce is not yeah. being done okay and so the result is growing uh, dissatisfaction and what agenda does this government and don't forget there's an election in 2 months from now a federal election so all which they are trying to do now is find an agenda to get votes and this one day yesterday or day before yesterday when this fight started between pakistan and india india is claiming that their planes went and destroyed some terrorist uh, centers in pakistan and pakistan is claiming that they captured an indian pilot i mean the fear is that hopefully this does not break into a full-fledged war these two countries are nuclear weapons and this man pm modi is is capable of doing such things he's i i mean people are afraid in india people are afraid and this man is so belligerent so authoritarian that within his cabinet we see nobody speaking against him nobody's critical of him and i mean it's it's if you if you pick up any newspaper or listen to any tv channel it's only him and the president of the party who who matter in this government two people so this government is run by two people the president of the party and the prime minister of india so on the on the streets and also like in the cities but also in rural areas you you talked about you know very devastating reality of the farmers committing suicide for the the basically inability to make a living there's the urban poverty but also the the poverty of students growing wealth inequality there's this there's this um these social and economic tensions that are real and there's movements addressing these issues um so in response there's been some 
pretty serious repression, which you mentioned before. But I, I guess extending from this, can you talk about what you feel um, is sort of like you and others in the diaspora have like worked on this initiative, India Civil Watch? Um, why is this so urgent in, in this context? Well, number one, the most urgent thing is that this party and this man in power has to be defeated in the elections. Having been in power for five years, all the higher institutions of learning, of all the institutions have been filled up by the RSS people. And that's the that's the movement. I mean, historically, I'm so sorry, but just for people who are not familiar, RSS um, has a pretty clear track record. Human Rights Watch and Amnesty have documented this about about paramilitary style actions and killings that have targeted minorities. Yes, they are that, and also if you read their books uh, of their of their teachers, it's uh, it's admiring admiring uh, uh, Hitler and his nationalism. It's uh, there. There are very clearly written passages that uh, Hitler, they say, did the right thing of cleansing the Jewish population. So this this is their, This is where they come from. Uh, there's nothing hidden about that. And what you see during the independence movement, they have not a single contribution. They they even apologize to the Britishers if they were put in jail for being anti-national under the British colonialism. They had nothing against the British. They wanted the British to be there. For them, all the Muslims and all the Christians who are Indians, who are converts from whatever they were before, who are Indians, they are not Indians for them. They are a second-class Indian for them. So it's kind of a... They, they, they want the constitution to be changed, basically. Oh. They want the, the constitution is secular, it's democratic, it has many shortcomings, but it is still, uh, it still guarantees certain, uh, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's not a, I mean, it starts with we the people of India, it's people's based constitution. Okay. And so it's, uh, they, they want to get rid of it, they hate that. But they cannot do it because this is the RSS, is the RSS. Yeah. and they cannot do it overnight because we have a seventy-year-old now practice of that uh, of that book and the constitution. The constitution, yeah. and uh, I mean this, but the intention is to do that. Okay, so India Civil Watch watches watching this. Yes, we are watching this. We are watching the. The, the the works of fascism in India, uh, we try to we try to collect information, analyze it, spread it to the diaspora, spread it to the people around the world, yeah. to 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 have a very clear clear uh, thinking and analysis about what's going on in India. Yeah. And some people start comparing that oh, it's everywhere it's happening. It's Trump in the USA, and it's Erdogan in Turkey and it's Duterte in Philippines, wow. it's not the same thing. Well, each situation is very different. Each situation yeah. is very different. And as I said, Modi yeah. is not a phenomenon of today. He's a phenomenon of the beginning of the 20th century when this fascist idea was born in India. Hindu nationalism. Hindu nationalism. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So this is, a, this is a situation and it's very, very worrying. Uh, this elections, just that, as you asked, the first thing which we want to see is that the opposition political parties get together and uh, just defeat him. And many, many political parties have started that and they are coming together with only one yeah. objective, 
to get this man out. Wow, wow. So I guess, um, Feroz, there's all of the points that you've mentioned. Then there is the way that India is represented in the Western press. I mean, there have been some important texts on pages like The Guardian, but a lot of it is, generally speaking, has just been about economic growth. I mean, even the Prime Minister of Canada, we're in Montreal, so went to India and, I mean, he awkwardly uh, dressed in traditional Indian clothing. That's another discussion. But... um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of critique about the realities that you're discussing from from uh, the political class or even the media internationally. Not at all. I mean, we don't hear from the from the Canadian government. We have not heard a word about these past five years of human rights abuses going on in India. Yeah. I was very happy. I was a bit relieved to see that the NDP came out with a statement about a week or ten days ago. Uh, condemning the suppression of human rights defenders in India, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a. I mean, although we have quite a few ministers in 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 Canadian Parliament who are from the Indian origin, and uh, none I've heard, I've heard nothing uh, criticizing the Indian government uh, of these past five years. Okay. Wow. Uh, so if people are interested to learn more, I mean, you, there was a lot of reference points here. Um, they want to learn more about this effort, India Civil Watch. Yeah. I guess they can find it on online. It's a, we have a website. Yeah. We have a website, icw. No, indiacivilwatch.org. Okay. Uh, there's lots of information. I mean, we work, uh, you know, many hours we put in, in this work. There are many of us in America, in the USA, yeah. in Canada, wow. who are a part of this civil watch. And we have done enormous amount of research and documentation wow. on the human rights abuses in India, yeah. especially going on right now. Uh, we have written to European member of parliaments, 29 member of European parliaments have written to the Indian ministers okay. uh, saying that all the trades we want, we want to stop with India if this doesn't stop. Yeah. Uh, we want a similar thing to happen from Canada, from the United States. In terms of trade agreements. In terms of trade agreement, yeah. Uh, yeah. There, should be, there should be a call for some sanctions, some boycotts, so that this government stops uh, these uh, I mean, absolutely undemocratic actions. Feroz uh, Mehdi, thank you for talking with us today. Thank yeah, you, Stefan. Thank, thank you. It's a so pleasure. Much.